a bag a real life comedy podcast designed to lighten you up make you laugh and get you off your ass now that's Kristen being Kristen are you freaking kidding me start the show Welcome, everybody. It is Chicken in the Bag podcast. I am Kristen, also known as Kristen being Kristen. Today is going to be a fun topic. We're going to talk about marriage. Why does marriage get such a bad rap? I don't know. A lot of people think it's a burden. I seem to think it's a blessing. I'm going to bring on two of my friends today that I'm really looking forward to chatting with. So if you have any ideas about marriage, uh, need some direction, want some advice, or just a different point of view, then you should join us today. We are going to bring on my friend Randall and Claudia Toby. And let's bring them in and see uh, how we doing. Hello, you guys. Hey, Hi. Christian. How are you doing today? It's so great to have you guys here. Thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your day. It's our honor and our pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting us. We're excited. Well, I'm excited to have you guys here. I'm going to give everybody who's watching and listening a little backstory on all of us. Um, I had the pleasure of having Randall um, on my IG Live a couple months ago, uh, last year. And we totally hit it off and we, we had him on to talk about his Breakfast with the Boys series and his Magnificent Men's Mentoring Group and his book, Suited for Success. I absolutely adored him. And then this year, uh, Claudia and Randall surprised me and came to Boston and we went out and celebrated our wedding anniversaries together with my husband. And we totally hit it off about our views on marriage. And we were like old friends that have been together for 20 years and just met for the first time. So I was like, I want to talk about marriage. And who better than to have Randall and Claudia on? So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you thank so much you. again. So, okay. So marriage, it gets a bad rap these days. I don't know. It seems like people talk about it negatively, like the ball and chain. And, and they look at it like it's a, like a burden, right? Everyone's always looking to get married. And then when they get married, then they always want to like downplay it or make fun of it. And and what do you think that, what do you guys think about marriage and why do you like being married? Well, I'll start, speak from a man's perspective. Guys are taught to meet as many women as you possibly can. Date everyone and anyone. And so when it comes time to settle down, they're not really taught to settle down with one person and build something solid. But for me, I love being married. I love the idea. I love the concept. And even though there's challenges, having a partner is an amazing experience. Oh, I love that. Claudia, what about yourself? Sure. So for me, on a spiritual standpoint, um, being a very spiritual person, it's really an assignment, an assignment that's re really rewarding. And so you really have to want it and understand that it's not for everyone. However, once you embrace it and you give it your all, it's very rewarding. I love both of your point of views because Randall, I think it's so good because I think that's one of the reasons that we're struggling with marriage nowadays. We always say, get married, get married. When are you going to put a ring on it? When are you going to, you know, all this stuff. But we don't really tell people how to be a married couple. We don't really teach people or show them. We really don't even see it on TV that much. And I have a theory about marriage. I think that life is difficult. And when you're trying to get through all the stresses of life by yourself, I mean, it's exhausting. But sometimes when you actually have that partner, I feel like Absolutely. you're almost like a superpower and it's like two people going against that wall together. So I, that's why I think, you know, marriage is a blessing, not a burden. So I love both of your point of views on that. And I want to add to that. When you have somebody that's by your side and you have even yoked and you have the same goals, the same dreams, it's an amazing what you can accomplish together as opposed to by yourself. And so when you have those difficult times, you have someone you can confide in. When you have those successes, you have somebody to, to really enjoy it with. And I think a lot of people miss out on that. I, I, I do agree with that, Claudia. I mean, yeah. And sometimes I think people 
and again, I'm going back to the spiritual side. People think it's really just about you. Honestly, it's not about you. It's even about someone else that's watching and looking and probably contemplating, should I be married? And when they look at your union, you inspire them and say, yeah, I can do this. And so really it's not about you. It's, it's really about others. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think it's I think it's really great because for me, I think that's one of the greatest things. I love that you said that you have that other person. Like when you have a bad day, right? You have somebody that you can come home and and they're there and you can confide in that person. Or, you know, you're having a good day. It's more enjoyable to have that person you can actually share it with. And I think so many people really miss out on that aspect of like what it is to make a partner. I think there's so much pressure on the actual wedding. Like everyone's like waiting for the engagement ring and, and they get engaged and then they're so excited to be engaged and then they start planning this big day, right? And I, I, I used to do um, jokes about it when I did comedy and I'd be like, oh, they have this whole day that they plan with all these color codes and all like these seating arrangements and these flowers. And then they get home, they go, oh, I have to do laundry? Ugh, who's gonna pay the bills? And I go, this isn't fun. And then they're like, oh, this isn't what I signed up for. So, I mean, what do you think about that aspect of the people that don't understand the actual work that goes into marriage? Well, I think the way society has shown it is everything's about planning the marriage. The color you're wearing, who's the people gonna be there? But think about it this way. You've never discussed who's in the bathroom first? Who's doing the grocery shopping? Who's cooking the food? Do you clean the sink after brushing your teeth? All these amazing little things come into play. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we say is people should have a meeting, whether it's with a spiritual advisor, a parent, and sit down and talk about what are the steps when the party is over, when there's just the two of you in the house and things have to get done. Who's better at the finances doing the bills? Who's better at saving? So we believe in wherever your strength is, that's the one that's going to do it. So I know my wife has a sixth sense because I always say women have a sixth sense. Men don't have. <laughs> you think see things before us. Yeah. And when men learn to listen to their wives or their significant other, their lives get better. Ooh, Claudia, that's that's a good, that's a good man right there. Cause a lot of men are like, what do you know? Oh, I, you know, I appreciate uh, my husband because he's a great leader. However, when it's, when he knows it's my strength, he allows me to lead. And that's important to know when, you know, when to allow that person to take the lead as opposed to you. Rand is a man all by himself. He doesn't really need an assistant, but oh, he actually, um, when we combine our strengths together and I take the lead, he follows. And I appreciate that. And that's so important in a marriage to know, listen, we have our strengths and we have roles. And I feel that with roles, it actually makes it smoother. I agree with you. I think that's such a great point because I think so many people really fight that, right? And I think that so yeah. many people are now, especially with society, we're saying like, you don't have to do this, you don't have to do that. And it's like, well, then if we stop making all this the way that marriage is going to go into it, your marriage is not going to work because like, I'm not doing that or I'm not doing this. And now it's a whole, I'm not doing anything, right? So how, how, how down in the goddamn house. So for me, I feel like that's a really good point. Like Ricky and I, my husband, we do have our roles too. And like, same thing, like, I don't think that he's in, I don't think because he's the man that he's superior and he doesn't think because I'm the woman I'm inferior. I think, I think that's so beautiful what you just said, because there are times that someone is better at something or there are times that, Hey, you know what? Why don't you take the lead on this one, hon? And that's good. Like that's like, that's a, it's a partnership. It doesn't, it have, it's not a control thing. It's a partnership. Not a control thing. And as a matter of fact, we, we actually have gotten to the point we're not verbalizing, oh, you take the lead. We we kind of have like a nonverbal cue. Okay, we well, I know you got this. I'm going to follow your lead. So, you know, I think, again, as you stated, Kristen, before, no one really taught 
someone else who's thinking about marriage. And we always take it as really, it's an assignment. Someone's looking, mm -hmm. someone's looking to make that decision. Like, should I do it? Should I not? And so we take the responsibility. Like we don't take it lightly. I like, love that. I love that. Yeah. It's so important because I think so many people like downplay marriage nowadays too. And uh, I saw a quote that I thought was beautiful and it said, uh, marriage is just a piece of paper. And I hear that all the time. And then the quote said, but so is it money, but you work hard for that. Right. I love, I love, it. It. I love it. I love it. I love it. And marriage is definitely, um, it's, you have to be diligent at it. You have to work it like you're working out. You have to ex exercise that muscle. So, you know, we're, we're open. We, we want, we promote marriage. We foster good marriages. Um, we just tell you like it is basically yeah. hard. I love that. And I think that's what people are understand. Like, yes, like if you have the right partner, it should go pretty smoothly for the most part. But there is times that you have to put time and energy into it. Like, you know, it's like, a, it's like a plant. It's not going to stay alive if you just say, oh, yeah, that, well, I already put the ring on my finger and we did this on such and such date. Now it's good. No, like you have to still check in once in a while. Do you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest mistakes is people get married and put it on autopilot. Get in, drive it, and don't check it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like get into your vehicle and never get in an oil change. Don't check the air compression in your tires. So you have to do things like having a date night, which my wife very nicely reminded yes, me. Because I was always talking about business, business, business. Right. And so I made a conservative effort that every month on a Thursday, we go out for dinner at a nice place. So I, like I use it to an upscale, pretty nice places so she can't complain. But I had to remember just because we're in the house and around each other 24 hours, that does not constitute a date. And I had to learn that and she taught me. I think that's great. But Claudia, don't think that's important as a woman or I think as a couple, you have to sometimes, you have a good partner and maybe sometimes they have a certain weakness or maybe they're not familiar with it and you just have to kind of help them. You know, I think women don't know how to say what they need. They think a man's gonna read their mind. So if you say I need date night, then he knows you need date night. I had to scream, but that's the size of for me. But at least he got it. But Kristen, let me just tell you what she said to me. One day we're working at our desk because our desks are right next to each other. I'm facing her and she's facing me. And after the 10th time of talking about date night, she said, I have a way to put it, you'll understand. Act like you met me for the first time and you're trying to get into my pants. Ooh. I said, I got it. Not a problem, girl. I'm gonna take good care of you. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, you always want to have a point to always reconnect to remind you why did you get together in the first place i think that's the missing link because we think marriage is just so mundane and it doesn't have to be you can always go back to the day of what sparked the interest and that's the importance i think that's what we're missing Yes, I think that I think you guys both said that's so perfect because you know you work hard at it when you're trying to get the person when you're trying to earn yeah. it, and then you just say okay now I got you right but I mean that doesn't right. help because you have to you have to stay connected and you're gonna grow as you go as you're together you're gonna go ups and downs and and I think that if you're putting the energy in you're gonna you're gonna adjust to all those ups and ups and downs speaking of ups and downs um, my mom always says a saying like when the bills come in the love goes out. Right, because like finance, we've had some big patches, but you know, we have definitely made it through. And I have to say, and I want to add to that the difficult times we had, like, I'll be very candid with you when we first moved from New York City to southern New Jersey, uh, after about three years, our house went into foreclosure. So that was a major spiritual, emotional, financial attack. And when we overcame that and made it through, we had a small stint where we were homeless for a short period of time. 
And I'm going to tell you in the audience, my wife and I, for about 30 days, slept in the back of our truck, our SUV. And we went to work every day. And let me tell you, it was some of the most amazing times in our life. We would rub two nickels together, go buy a slice of pizza and a beer, yeah. and laugh. Throughout so New York City. It made us stronger. And what we said to each other is, if we can make it through these difficult times, there's nothing we cannot fix if we work together. I love that because I think that's such a point. Like we make these vows, right? You're like for better, for worse, for sicker, for poorer, right? We say all these words in front of your family and friends. And then as soon as that one first test comes, like shit, I want I'm out of here. I'm out of here. F this. I'm out of here. And that's what in marriage, you know what it also does? It shines a light on you. You're forced to really take a look at yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, if you cannot, um, if you cannot sustain looking at yourself and looking at your flaws, then marriage is also not for you. Because you're full, you're just absolutely, you are coerced. Like Claudia, let me take a look at my flaws here. Either I wanna fix it because I love myself and I love this person, mm -hmm. or I'm just mm -hmm. gonna go downhill. Yeah, that's such a great question. A lot of times we have those those things, and if we don't want to correct them, and it's gonna it's gonna inhibit the relationship, then it's not gonna work. I love that story about being like in the back of the car, homeless, and like just getting through that time. Because you know, my husband and I, when we first got together, the world just kind of threw everything at us, and we were like young, and we just kind of like came through that one. Then the next thing would hit us, you know, the fire, you know, money, all this stuff, and we just kind kind of kept rising above. And I honestly feel the same way. It made us decide early on in our relationship. Are we going to be here through thick and thin and get through this shit? Or are we just going to like walk away? And I think that early training really prepared us for what marriage is going to throw at you. So we're like, we already come through all that. Then we're going to, we're in for the long haul. Exactly. And another thing is, you know, they talk about grass looking greener on the other side. Right. So let's just say you decide to do, you know, to cheat with someone else or see someone else. Guess what? It's the same thing. Yeah. You're going to go with them until things get tough and continue to move on. So when you choose to stay because it's worth it, you know that you're on the same page and anything can be accomplished. I love that point because I think so many people think that when things get a little mundane or they get a little bit tough or, you know, that you're not feeling validated or seen, they think, oh, I'm going to seek that from somebody else. But like you said, I always say that it's all going to be the same shit little by little. It's just it's going to take maybe six months before that newness wears off. Yeah. And you know what? Here's another thing. Um, I was just telling a friend who's going through difficult times, but marriage actually just like life has different stages and it's not going to be a continuous stage of blissfulness. You're going to go through like, oh, I really I'm not feeling you today. I don't like you. Why do you look like that? It's OK. It's normal. It's not oh, your voice. Your mouth drives me crazy. Yeah, and I think people come with this misconception that you're always going to look like that that young lady that was 110 pounds and coming down the aisle no you're going to change mm -hmm. hey you're going to change yes i i think that's a great point Clyde, because I, I was i always refer to marriage like an ocean i would say sometimes the waves are high sometimes the waves are low but it always comes like you know the tide always comes back in so I think a lot of people have to understand that in marriage, you're going to have your days that you're really like, it's going really great. And you're really like, you're really having great times. And you get those times that you're kind of like, eh, you're in that mundane phase for a little while, but doesn't mean like it's not going to turn. And I think honestly, from looking at other couples, when you get older and you see like, to me, I look at my parents now, my parents divorced when I was younger, my mom got remarried 
And now when I look at my mom and my dad later on in life, they have a lot of the same things in common. When you get older, it becomes about the grandchildren. It becomes about family because now you're not working. So I think a lot of people give up on things certain times because they hit those phases. And then if you, mm -hmm. if you just like look down the pipeline a little bit longer, you're like, oh, we probably would have like wound up coming back on the same page a little bit further down. You know, and I think people get, yeah. give up on it sometimes. And that's because we have to be patient. And now with social media being very prevalent in society, People want instant gratification. So if it doesn't work out, guess what? I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, guess what? If you continue to do that, you're never going to be happy. You're never going to grow and find the right person. Mm -hmm. So there's always going to be challenges. And let's be honest. I wasn't born tall, tall, dark, and handsome, even though I'm cute, right? So there's always somebody more attractive <laughs> than my wife might see. But if I'm always the best me, nobody can replace me. Because oh, I'm the yeah. best right <laughs> And, and, and the same here. And you always have to look for. So one of the keys is always look for fondness and admiration, mm -hmm. because if you focus on that person's negative aspect of themselves and you're not going to sway more into fondness and admiration, you're quick to go. Oh, I want to go with Kristen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly I'm not feeling you now. I am out. Mm -hmm. But if you go back and kind of focus on, you know, what was, what, what did you admire about this person? You know, weigh the pros and the cons. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, one of the biggest things with us, Kristen, are we're best friends. Yeah. We're fully best friends in every sense. And I know some couples, the man has a female best friend. The woman has a, a male best friend. My wife is my best friend in the world. I love so that. So I have everything in one package. So some days she's my mistress. Some days she's my girlfriend. Some days she's my wife. And every now and then, she's my boss. And you know what? And that's not always good to me. When I'm on the wife's side, that's not a good thing. I'd rather be on his girlfriend's side. Yeah, yeah. You probably get the good stuff on those days, Claudia. Yeah, I get the good stuff on that in those days. Yeah. It's funny you guys say that because that like goes back to like when I originally first started doing comedy, the first joke I wrote was based off like a funny old saying kind of on that topic. And it said, what a man wants in a woman is a lady in the living room. His mom in the kitchen and a whore in the bedroom, right? And I and that it works for me, and I got it all. No, but you know it's so true, and that's what I'm saying about the mundane. Now, a lot of young women today, or a lot of young couples today, they're giving it all to people that they're dating, and then when they get married, they're like, "Oh, I'm not doing all that stuff." Well, you're doing it for 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 Bob, or you're doing it with Sue before you got married. You can bring exactly. that into your marriage too. You can have a little bit of fun with the intimacy because that is your partner. That you're gonna go through a long life together, so you can have a little bit of fun once in a while. So bring out that mistress once in a while. Yeah, and I think one of the problems with men is sometimes if they're not satisfied, and it's just my personal opinion. Yeah, talk to your wife about it. Sit down, not at home, but go to a neutral place, sit down and say, hey, this is what I like. What do you like? And when you talk about it and communicate, you both can find the path. But if you ignore it or pretend it's not there, you're going to drift apart and there's no putting you back together. That's such a great point. I think so many people don't know how to be honest about intimacy in a relationship. Like marriage is a long haul. So if your needs aren't being met or the person's not doing or they do something you don't like, or they're not doing something you do like, that's your partner. Why, like, I always be like, damn, why are you gonna go read Fifty Shades of Grey? Like, that's your partner. You can go talk to them about that shit. You know what I mean? Why can't this be my Fifty Shades? I don't need to go anywhere. Huh? Yeah, and the thing is, um, just like Rand says, like, don't be afraid to state what you like. You know, mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you in a minute, like, why is your, why is your hair like that? And I'll, <laughs> I'll fix it, because that's his cue. At least he's being honest about it. Yeah. 
I mean, you know? people, so they get their nose twisted instead of being like, oh, you know, the person prefers this or like like that. Like, talk about it. Be open. I, I love that. I think I think communication is such a huge part of relationships. I think so many couples miss on it. They don't think that they have to talk about things. Um, they don't think that they keep score. What do you think about keeping score in relationships? You should never. We don't do that. You should never keep score. That will hinder you at 100%. And another thing we're really very conscious of is the way we talk to each other. Now, sometimes we may slip and be a little rough because we're so close. Right. But in our entire marriage, we've never called each other names, out of their name. It's like, I don't like you right now very much, but I'll see you in two hours. I know I'll be feeling you again. So we know whatever you say <laughs> is going to be long lasting. Exactly. And I made a conscious effort never to say something I'm going to regret for the rest of my life that will tear her down, her self-esteem, whatever it may be, whether it's in the bedroom, whether it's looks. Fight fair. That is very important with your mate. I just want to add to that. Don't forget your thought, um, Kristen. Yeah. Just a golden rule for a marriage period. Just basically don't do to your partner what you would not want for yourself. If you follow that rule, you should be good. And that's why it hurts me when I hear poor, um, husbands go, oh, you know, my wife didn't cook for the whole week because she's mad at me. You, that, that is a big no-no. Don't complain to someone no. else about your business. No, just listen. Don't hold food. You should never hold food, money. That's Sex. Just, well, I don't know that. whoa, whoa, whoa! Sex is a weapon. <laughs> but um, you know, just don't do what you would want yourself to yeah. go through. No, I think that's such an important point because couples do do that. They hold grudges. They 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 withhold. You know, all three of those: sex, money, food, whatever. And yeah. I think that, that it's it's so dangerous. But I love the fact that how you guys can speak to each other. You know how you're so conscious of that. I think that's really self-control. And I don't know how you guys have both learned that. Where did you learn that? Or how did you set that in your relationship? Because you guys, you, you had a previous, you both had previous relationships, right? So you, yes. think you learned some, do you think you learned things in your previous relationship that you didn't want to bring into your new relationship? That's a great point. For me, the way you speak to someone I've done most of my life, I've always been conscious because I know words can hurt. Yes. But being a husband, I learned that better the second time around because you're at a certain maturity level. And that's why as a mentor, I try to talk to even younger men, like when it comes to finances, I don't have to hide any money. I don't have to have, now I have a stash, the stash is for us, that there's an emergency. I know, hey honey, I have some money, but we do our bills together. We do our car note together. We do our mortgage together. And I've gone out with couples and then he goes, oh, this is out of your credit card or mine. Yeah, right. Which is fine if you want to, but we do everything as a couple. And before I became an independent contractor and self-employed again, mm -hmm. I turned my check over to my wife and I never checked on what she paid because I trusted her and the kind of person I married, I knew things would get taken care of. Mm -hmm. So trust was a major factor I never had any issue with. Yeah, it. and that's, valid, that's a valid point because that's another disheartening topic. I would hear couples go, well, well, I'm not getting that. Well, are you, are you getting that? I'm like, no. Your finances, honestly, should be infused with one another. Now, I'm not saying, you know, if I have $100 here, but honestly, Rand knows well, it's a joke. Well, my, I'm not going to my stash. You can go in your stash and we'll go back and forth. And out. But we know their stash is. And right. the stash is for us. It's not right. to be it's selfish. Up. Exactly. That, right. hey, if we get something fixed, a washing machine, we can do it. But our finances and bills, we do together. I love that. I think I think money is one of the biggest things that people should probably sit down and discuss before they get together yeah. and they don't. Because you might have a spender and you might have a saver. 
and spenders and savers are not going to get along. And couples get married all the time and never talk about who's going to pay the bills, what percentage, and who, because of the salary, depending on what somebody's making. And these conversations, Kristen, are never had. So you plan the wedding, you plan the, uh, where you're going, the bridesmaids, mm -hmm. but you never talk about being married. And I think one of the biggest problems is people talk about the marriage, but not being in the marriage. I, I completely agree. Let me ask you guys something. Um, I came from a single family home. My husband came from a single family home. Uh, do you guys have a, a specific family member that was a role model for you guys? For myself, I was raised in a single family home. I really didn't have a role model outside of the home. But I know later on in life, when I was around in my 30s, I did meet a friend who I saw as a great husband. And I wasn't married at the time. But I watched how he treated his children. I watched the love he gave to his mate. And I said, I want to be like that. I want the woman in my life not to be one thing. I want her to be everything. Ooh, I love that. So whatever I needed, I wanted her to be the full package. And if she wasn't, we could talk about the areas where she fell short so we can work on those together. Because I know I have my flaws just as much. Mm -hmm. What about you, Claudia? Sure. And to answer your question, so I came from a two parent household and they were both married. However, they had a horrible <laughs> marriage. Un unfortunately, they were great parents, but um, the love was definitely lacking but i did have a role model and it was my aunt and my uncle and they would i mean she would serve him like a king and now coming into my adulthood as a married person now i understood why he would get basically the best of everything and i always i used to always wonder like why is he getting everything right why now i understand because you have to treat your husband as a king as he mm -hmm. is in the household so I love that, Claudia, because I always say I have no problem treating my husband like a king because I'm the queen. So there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. And I think a lot of couples don't realize that. For me, personally, my grandparents were kind of the um, they were kind of like my role model. My mom's parents, they were married oh, nice. the day that they died. Uh, and then but for me, TV wise, I always love Claire and Cliff's relationship on the on the Cosby show, because to me, the person that said that today. I wanted to live in New York. They they were, you know, like, you know, when I was growing up, a lot of the, the moms on the on the sitcoms, you know, they were stay at home moms or they did certain things. But, you know, she was a lawyer and he was a doctor and they had a, their family had so much fun and they had such a banter. And speaking of serving, I always take good care of my husband. Like, I don't mind serving him a plate or, or making him a sandwich because it's not I don't think that I'm serving him. And there's an awesome scene when when uh, she he says, oh, like Alvin asks her, are you going to you're going to serve him coffee? And she goes, serve him. I'm going to get him a cup of coffee because he got me a cup of coffee. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. You can exactly. do nice things for your mate. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're being a subservient. It means that you're showing love. And I think people don't understand giving in a relationship is important because it makes the other person feel validated, loved and appreciated and you reciprocate. So I think it keeps a nicer thing going on instead of saying like, I'm not, you can go get your, you can go get your own thing, right? I don't understand yeah. that whole thing. Well, well, I just have to say, Claudia is amazing at that. No matter what time she comes in, no matter what business we're doing, she always makes a meal. She literally brings the food to me and brings a drink to me. And when she first started doing that when I met her, it made me want to reciprocate in the thing that was her love language. So for me, it was having a meal because I don't enjoy cooking, but I love cleaning. And there's not one time, whether it's breakfast, a sandwich, the most minute thing, she'll bring something to me, she'll make it, and she'll serve me. And I feel so special and so grateful for that. I love that. 
I think that's so important. I think a lot of couples don't do that. They feel like there's a, I see, I see a lot of people like, oh, I don't do that. Or why should I do that or whatever? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, you, you know, like I might serve the food once in a while, but he's better at cleaning. He'll tell you like, he's a better cleaner than me all day long. And he'll do the laundry. So it's like, it's a reciprocated thing. I think you, you know your strengths and weaknesses and it's also just giving because you know that they're going to do something in the backside. So it's not Absolutely. really roles. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's going back to the role. You know, if you know your it's not the role per se, like when people are, what do you mean a role? Like, oh, too complicated. Why should I be in a role? But actually it works. It's just a proven, and I say proven in our marriage that it works. And yeah. it, it, it gives a nice flow. And we have seen so many people approach us like, what do you guys have this groove, this groove thing that we're not, I mean, I guess we're not conscious of it, but we try to implement it so mm-hmm. that we don't have friction. Mm-hmm. I don't like, friction. I, I like peace in my home. Yeah, I do. I, I'm the same way. I don't like friction. And I, I think like sometimes you can kind of go at it about things. You're like, is it really winning? Are you really yeah. by like bringing all that, you know, like just if someone's in a bad mood, I think sometimes you have to know your partner. If they come yeah. home in a bad mood, it's not necessarily that they're mad at you. They might have a bad day out there. So right. don't take it personal. Give them a little time to decompress or let them blow off a little steam and then come exactly. back. And normally like half an hour later, if my husband goes home like that, I'm like, sorry, had a bad day. Da, 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 da. And I go, I figured. Not, you That's know, not I don't take it all. It's not always about you. Stop making it so about yourself all the time. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a valid point. And so, and just like you stated that a lot of co- other couples, um, no one really had the opportunity to kind of look at another couple and see who do I want to emulate? Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't think about it. Yeah, and I think it's sometimes like whether your parents did have a good relationship, like sometimes your parents were married and they didn't have a good relationship, like you said, or sometimes you didn't have like the, that couple. Or sometimes I think those couples that had those parents that were really great, they're actually afraid too because they're like, oh my God, that's such a standard to live up to. I don't know, but that's probably how maybe how your kids might feel, Claudia. I don't know. You know what? As a matter of fact, I think that's a great way to lead in, in regards to parenting your kids because. Um, our son said something and I said, oh, we, we must be doing a great job. He approached, he approached me and said, oh, forget it. Cause I know you guys are a team. And when he said that, I said, oh, we're doing a great job. Yeah. He was a teenager and learned something. And I know kids will have a tendency to pit one parent against the other, but everything we do when it came to raising children was in unison. So if I said no, she said no. If she said yes, I said yes, because we talked it over with each other first before approaching the child. And we have a son and a daughter. So we feel that's a very important part of raising children is Mm -hmm. making sure you're on the same page with the same message. I think that's such an important point that you guys both say that, Claudia and Randall, because I think that's when so many couples really struggle. It's when the kids come around because they had their own thing. Then the kids come and it's it's a natural thing to like want to be all about the kid. But then sometimes the relationship gets put in the back burner. And I think it's so important to like, still put a hundred percent into the relationship. And, you know, what are some, some tips that you have for parents? Like, and how did you, how did you maintain still keeping the relationship a priority? Always on the front end, always appear like you're a team. Even if you, you, you don't agree on the back end, but in front of the child or children always appear as a team. I don't care if you're dying inside, hold that front because that's going to be an important lesson that they're going to take on for their own lives. Like I said, even if you're, if it's killing you as a mom, because mm-hmm. you know, mothers, we're a little more nurturers and just, just, you're just, so right. Yes. Mother's like, oh. 
Because that, like I said, when our son said, oh, forget it, you guys all are a team. And I said, ah, we did a great job. Yeah, you did. I also want to add to that, that when it comes to disagreements, and we have disagreements like every single couple in the world. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't like each other very much because we can't come to, to an agreement on a particular subject. Mm -hmm. But again, we disagree with respect. Our children watch that. So there's no yelling and screaming, calling each other's name, yeah. your father this or your mother that. We don't show division in our household because it was very important that we gave an example that your mate is your friend and the reason you're together is to attack life together Absolutely. and make it the best thing in the world that you possibly can. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Attack life together. Don't attack each other. That, And I think that's such a hard, hard thing for so many couples to do because it's easy to get, it's easy for emotions. And I think that comes, I think that comes to self-control. I think you guys both, um, Probably, I don't know if it's your spirituality or your mindset, but you definitely have a lot of self-control. And I think that's what so many people have to really work on when it comes to your relationship, because it's easy to just pop off and not, not you know, yeah. those words to get out of your mouth faster, especially in today's society. We, uh, we, you know, we don't even think right. about it. <laughs> well, I have to say, because we are both spiritual people, very much so. God is a major part of our life. We don't go to church every Sunday. We pray together and take time together. And we know there's something bigger than us. Yeah. So if we're the example of God, then it has to be a certain kindness, patient, and understanding. Will it get tough? Will we get pissed? Absolutely. Yeah, and do we but when it comes time to show that, that anger, you're a little bit different because you're always conscious of the after effects. And I think a lot of couples aren't. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, when when you guys have like, you know, the trauma, like when you have like difficult times or maybe something's going on with the kids that's... Um, it, you know, like an uncomfortable topic or like maybe they're doing something that's wrong and you have to reprimand. How do you guys, how do you guys come to an agreement? Do you discuss behind closed doors and then kind of figure out how you want to take the actions? When we have to Claudia is a wonderful listener. Um, she'll bring her point to the table. I'll tell her my point and then we'll come to an agreement. And I have to say she's phenomenal because a lot of women wouldn't be that way. Now, of course, I'm a little more, I'm a guy, so I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit more like, they'll be all right. Let's keep it moving. And she'll be more like, what? Let's see. So I try to see things from her perspective, mm -hmm. from a nurturing, loving, patient side. And she'll sometimes do the stern, uh, no is no. But now that our kids are in their 20s, it's much easier. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about that? Is it hard that they're in their 20s because letting go and letting them make their own decisions? Like, Claudia, as a parent, you know, uh, my son just turned 18. And, you know, you put so much in you put so much time and energy into them and then like, they're kind of like learning their own way. And sometimes you have your own ideas of what you want them to be. So how do you guys deal with that? Cause I think that's another thing that a lot of parents, uh, uh, they put too much energy into like trying to decide what their kid's going to do instead of letting them do it themselves. Well, one of our, the, our parenting style has always been to just lead by example. We, we were, we weren't really like sticklers, like do as I say and not as I, you know, do, but for instance, um, you know, our son right now, he's, he, we're empty nesters, believe it or not. Actually, you moved out this week. This week, I have an extra room for you guys to stay in when you come up down South Jersey. Don't worry about it. So it's, it's been kind of a, a little bit of a, you know, difficult because we're like, you really shouldn't be driving in the city because the city is really horrible with parking and red light tickets. But we just have to let him make his own mistakes. And Kirsten, he moved out this weekend. I'm just waiting to see how long before Claudia calls him, but it just happened. He's on his way to New York. He's got a place there. So we're excited for them, for him. 
and uh, we know he's gonna do. He's gonna be pretty good. He's gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah it's, hard. it's hard when they grow because you're trying to let, like, you want to let them find their own way. Because I don't yeah. know. I think I think you're both a little bit on the independent mindset, like myself. So it's like I kind of enjoy and let my son do his own thing a little bit. But then sometimes it's hard because you want to always like look out for them a little bit deep down. So that's gonna be a little bit hard to let go. It's a little balancing act that you have to balancing. Do. You give your little a little bit of an input and then you back off. And the most important thing to me is, and Claudia would probably agree, you let them know that you're here. So no matter what happens, if you have to come back home, it's okay. You're not a failure. If things don't work out, it's all right. It's part of learning and part of growing. I love that. That's so important. One thing I also want to talk about is um, you know, Rand, you're now like you you have your you both have entrepreneurial sides to you, you both do your own thing, and you're both business partners too. How do you balance working um you know running a marriage and still doing the business side together uh does that sometimes get a little bit difficult or you just how do you how, what is what are the things that you've encountered with that well what's amazing is we're both very passionate about business ownership yes um i started at a very young age promoting parties in new york city with some hip-hop artists and she was making baskets so we came together with that same love and excitement now let's be honest of course there were times we're having dinner and all we're talking about is our next steps but she taught me how to slow down and kind of pace myself and sometimes separate our business time from our personal time. Mm -hmm. But as business partners, I love it because we have the same goals. Mm -hmm. We both benefit from the businesses we have. I support her business. She supports mine. She happens to be the president of two of my businesses. And there's no one else I could trust and have on my side better than her. I love that. And thank you for asking that. I think that's also beneficial to and of course, again, I'm going to stress it doesn't work for everyone because people would see us and go, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'm with him 24 seven. I couldn't that, do it. He's got to be annoying. And um, yeah, can we annoy each other? Absolutely. But we, we will come back and go, you know, you know, we're both passionate and we have the same goals. And I, my my little thing is, are you coming with me? Are you coming, Grant? Will we be coming? And so he's like, of course I'm coming because I'm I'm getting out of here because we also run an Airbnb. Oh my God, that's crazy! You guys are like, you guys have a lot on your plate. I love the fact that another thing that I love about what you guys do is you're both people that are, are give, you're both givers, and you're both people that want to serve for a greater good in a lot of ways too. And I think there's something beautiful about that. Um, I love your story, Rand, about breakfast with our boys. You just woke up and turned and looked at her and said, "We're gonna do breakfast with our boys." Talk yeah. about breakfast with our boys. Absolutely. Breakfast with our boys was started in 2019. I did wake up in the middle of the night and just turned to her. I felt like God put it in my spirit. It's the first time I actually heard God. People talk about it. And he named it Breakfast with Our Boys. And so what it is, is we take 10 to 12 boys out for breakfast on a Saturday every other month. We bring in two guest speakers and we talk about proper dining etiquette, professional presentation, dating do's and don'ts. And we're really excited because we're launching a, a division in New York City uh, with Jonathan Acosta being our president, and we were featured on ABC News as well as Fox 29 in Philadelphia. So awesome. we're starting to spread the word. You know, we survive based on donations and sponsorship, mm -hmm. and it's a great cause. So please, for anybody out there, follow us on social media. Breakfast with our boys. Another thing I love about that is that you're inspiring like the next generation of men, right? I know there's a lot of talk about. Um, toxic men, but I also think there's a lot of toxic women, and I don't really think that we give enough. What do you think, Claudia? Do you agree with me on that? 150%, because when I take a look at the young girls these days, I'm like, oh no, someone has to take the lead. 
and tell them, listen, a lady, it, it really takes an art to be a lady. You know, you can't be everything and every and anything. A lady is a really a special, unique role. Would you agree, Kristen? Oh, 100% is actually a passion of mine that I've been thinking about. I'm actually working on a little book or some ideas about that because one of the things I've noticed with all this conversation about there's a lot of mentoring programs for men. Like that's one of the, I, a lot of times when I'm looking for people to speak to, I find people like Rand, I find all these programs for young boys and I don't really find anything for girls. And I really feel like there's a, I think, especially in today's society with this, with the feminist movement that we have on, I don't really think that we're teaching girls how to be ladies. No, and they think that, oh, I'm a boss, babe. I'm a bitch. I'm a, uh, well, I don't want to be a bitch. I don't want to be a bitch. <laughs> Me neither. I don't be a bitch. And so, so that's one of the things that I think is important because going back to why I want to talk about marriage is because like if we keep up this whole toxic man and the future is female without really having this other dialogue, I think that we're going to really be having a really hard time with marriage and relationships in the next 10, 10 years, in my opinion. And so I think that there has to be a little bit more of a mending of the two. You can be strong and you can be classy. You, you know, so I think you can be sassy and classy. Like, you know what I mean? You don't have to be so, I, I think being a strong woman doesn't mean you have to tear down a man. And I think that's where we're at right now. So I love the fact that Rand is doing the work with the young men out there. I don't know, Claudia, maybe you and I could collaborate and maybe do a theme for the females. Oh, I think there needs to be a discussion on that. And this is my actually uh, perfect segue for Zenfully Living because, so Zenfully Living really started for women, um, older women in trying to teach them how to achieve peace, balance, and tranquility. But recently, Planned Parenthood uh, just uh, decided to sponsor us. And so we're having it for girls ages 8 to 12 years old. Nice. And we're teaching them on four aspects of being a whole um, young lady. And the four aspects are your spiritual side, your physical side, your emotional side, and your mental side. Love These that. Things composed to a total woman. And so we are meeting for the first time June 5th out here in Burlington. And you know what, Kristen, I'm going to put you on that panel. Come talk to our girls. Yeah, because it'll be a four week program, which is great. Program. So yeah. we'll give you the dates. Perhaps you can come out. We're going to do yeah. it with the girls on a Saturday. And That's I'm awesome. not going to be here except to take maybe some pictures and disappear. Yeah. But if you're available, we'd love you to come yeah, out. Yeah, we would love to. That's awesome. You you have the same mindset and you can be a boss, but you, you can, you can also be classy and you don't yeah. have to boss up. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the whole thing. Like one of the things I think is so that's one of the things I struggle with sometimes because like, you know, when you're in a happy relationship with a partner or you have a wonderful son, you don't want to mm -hmm. like you were saying, like you don't want to talk negatively towards your partner. Well, I don't want to talk negatively about men because I have a lot of amazing men in my life. So I think that's where the, where the dialogue really needs to start because I really feel like that's what's really hard sometimes. He's like, wait, how, how am I building me up if I'm tearing that person down? I, I don't think you're supposed to, I think you can kind of be on the same, I think you can you build at the same time, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that's what we actually display in our marriage. We, we help each other and push each other. Um, and now you, Kristen, you also mentioned you have a book. Is it for girls specifically? Yes, I, I just started working on it. That's what I'm trying to work on right now. And I'm just trying to really work on like a woman's idea for myself, like from my point of view, from being 50 and looking at where women are now and where, when, when I started and like where we're at now. Just kind of like from my personal point of view, because I, I think there's a dialogue that should be opening up about the different points of view. So, and I think oh, it's I 
leads to marriage too. So I think that's part of it, you know, like, and I think a lot of it is over the past couple of years, just looking around and hearing and seeing things and, and trends and hashtags. It's kind of like, Hmm, you know, yes. I'm trying to understand where coming from. So, you know, it's like, I had my mom on last week just to talk to her because, you know, she was a single mom in the seventies. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I never felt like there was a problem with the patriarchy because like we were such a strong woman household. There were no men in my house. So we were like all women power. So to mm -hmm. me, like maybe that's where my my inner strength from a female. And I think like I love king and queen. I don't really I think like a man and a woman uh, can mm -hmm. both honor each other and, and be high up. I don't think it has to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd love to speak to you offline further on that because I yeah. think we have the same um, concept when it comes to young girls and women yeah we'll catch up and we'll definitely have to chat about that that sounds like a great yeah. great thing that we'll catch up after this but uh yeah. Rand, uh Rand and claudia i i really love all all your mindsets and your and your knowledge about marriage and relationships and you know giving uh i'll let you each give one tip for for young couples that are looking to get married that you both think that they should kind of or someone who's struggling in their marriage one or the other you can do without whichever one you want to give advice to other people so i'll let you wow. start I think off the top of my head, I would say have a conversation. Find some time to sit down together outside of your home or your apartment, go out for dinner for one hour and write down all the things you would like for your mate to do. And then each of you pass that note to one another. If you make a conscious effort to look at that list, let's say it's five things. You may not be able to do five, but if you can do four, you're on your way. It's about giving, being unselfish and not holding grudges. Because I'm telling you, as a married couple, there is nothing you cannot accomplish when it comes to success, building your family or legacy for your household. So it's the best thing that ever happened to me. I cannot imagine not being married. And when you find the right person, the sky's the limit, but more importantly, your soul becomes much happier. Ooh, I love that. Okay, Claudia, give it to you. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be as lengthy as Mr. Toby, but I definitely would say, um, that it's it's an assignment and you have to be ready to tackle that assignment with your all. You cannot go in saying, well, I'm only going to do 50%. If you go in giving 100% each of you, there's no way that assignment is not going to come out to at least, at least a B plus. And I just want to add one last thing. You can't change people. So if you go into the marriage with a person that has a lot yeah. of baggage and you think you're going to change them, it may not be the right person. So do some research have some conversations because that's the core of the person. You're going to change and grow, but whatever that core is, if they're not kind, if they're not thoughtful, then it may not change. I, I think that's such an important point to end upon too, um, Randall, because I always say that to people all the time. You watch these people that are waiting for the rain for eight years, five years, seven years, and he likes to, he likes to watch sports all day long. And this girl like automatically thinks that when she gets a rain or she has two kids, that he's not going to want to watch sports all the time. No, he's that's who he is. So if you accept your partner for who they are, yes, they might they might grow a little. But I mean, if somebody has X Y Z bad habits and and you're always taking care of them or, or they're, they're always like a child, they're not going to miraculously grow up one day. So that that's is so important. Just decide: Do you want to take this on for the rest of your life, or is this maybe not the right fit for you? Because that's probably the biggest key to your marriage success or not. Absolutely. And make sure you have some type of spiritual base regardless of what you believe in. Yes, because you cannot do it alone and keep any fights and arguments to yourself. Don't share with your friends and family because when you make up and you're friends again, they'll still hold that thing you said against your mate. So keep it in your house, man. It's all about the two of you. 
Uh, that's a that's very that is a very valid point because I know for myself I definitely um, I would definitely promote that in terms of be careful who you want to share your marital issues with because not everyone is for union you know yeah. so misery, be aware yeah misery loves company and so if you think you have a trusted friend because you grew up with her since the kindergarten and high school however if she's a person who thinks that I don't think marriage is that important. That's not that's not the right person to run to. Right, because she's gonna influence you. I think that's such an important point because I think there's been such a um a current like current state of like girl time, guy time, is like but like right. But now if, if all like the four girls you're going on your girl weekend with are all mm -hmm. in miserable marriages, they're gonna right. see through your head sometimes. And I and I think and there's nothing wrong with having good girlfriends, and there's nothing wrong with having good guy friends, and you need your girl and your guy time for sure. But I think right. that is such an important point because, you know, it's going to seem like they're going to make it seem like it's so much better on that other side. But Absolutely. it's because maybe they don't have the party you have at home. So be conscious Absolutely. of that. That Guys, that is such an important point for people that are listening and watching to hear because it is so easy for other people to sway you to their side because they want you to hang out with them. You know, yeah. and they want yeah. you, they, if you're happy, they don't like that you're happy. It's like we were talking about uh, on the hater panel uh, last uh, two weeks ago. Uh, Randall. It's like, you know, if someone else isn't doing well, they don't want you to do well. So if your relationship is solid and happy and someone's okay. in a shitty marriage, deep right. down, they're going to kind of like, uh, and, you know, they're going to try to seep that into your head a little bit because they want you to think That's that maybe he isn't as perfect or maybe he isn't as perfect as he's, you know, what I mean? it's very easy. Exactly. exactly. That's that's um, a valid point, and so that's why you always I always caution people um, really seek help from someone who's more on a spiritual side because again I stress that the unity is really on a spiritual level mm -hmm. because from whatever you believe in that's what's going to keep you together. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I want to say is when you're dealing with going out with other couples. Find like-minded couples like Kristen and her husband. We love you guys to death. Yeah, we love you guys. Where you can help them grow together. You can help to have ideas to make it stronger. And they can be great examples of how you can move forward, not tear it apart. I love that. So important. So important. Like, so like we were saying, I go hope you guys enjoyed our dialogue about marriage. Like I think uh, Randall and Claudia both agree with me that marriage is a blessing. It's, it's a job and it takes time and energy. But if you have the right person, and you put the right things into it. Uh, I'll, I'll end with this. I always love the, the poem about the marriage box. And everybody always thinks that marriage is a box of all these shiny gifts. But in reality, it's an empty box and you put them into it. But if you're taking more out than you're putting in, then that box is going to be empty. So I hope that you learned a lot of great lessons from, from Randall and Claudia. Uh, be open, communicate, try to be respectful. And uh, the grass is always greener, so don't always get caught up in what somebody else is doing. Randall and Claudia, thank you so much for joining me today. Love you, kiddo. Appreciate you. Can't wait to drive to Boston. Hope to see you soon. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, Claudia. You right, enjoy the rest of the day. And everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back next week with another episode. And have a great day. This episode of Chicken in a Bag is over. She's got to get back to being a mom, wife, bartender, therapist, comedian, you know, real life stuff. But you can catch more episodes of Kristen being Kristen on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe. Catch you next time.